1: and gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history pedro fernandez
2: Domingo Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you live from the multi-million-dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. Thirty-six years now. This is Ring Talk Live, worldwide. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Here I sit high atop my throne. Yes. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. For the next hour, we'll talk boxing, MMA, and maybe a little pro wrestling as well. Straight up, this is your show as well as mine, so you can join me on the toll-free if you like. It's toll-free, meaning it won't cost you a dime. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, the no-commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio. The number... 415-275-1613. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Well, Mr. Pound for Pound of the box office delivered last week a knockout of Sergey Kovalev in the 10th round. to we'll talk about Canelo Alvarez. We'll hear from the champion in just a couple of minutes. And of course, today on ESPN Plus is James Herring and Lamont Roach, a WBO junior lightweight title fight. And, of course, also on The Zone, wow, let's rock and roll, Devin Haney and Alfred, San- Alfred Santiago for the WBC lightweight belt. And Billy Joe Sanders and Marcelo Conceres for the WB 160-pound title. Some celebrity fight on that card as well. Bottom line is, you got to have the apps. ESPN Plus, The Zone got it going on today. You don't have the apps, you're not watching these fights. You are tuned to the, the you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. Ring Talk, voice, 36 years in radio existence, often imitated but never duplicated. Stay tuned for the next hour and find out why. My next guest will be the great Socrates Palmer, of course, the boxing PhD from the Bronx in New York City. We'll talk about Canelo Alvarez, and maybe a little Tyson Fury as well, but straight up, talk about the future in boxing. Guys like Derek Haney, straight up, Francis Ryan Garcia. Are they the future? The future is now. You are tuning to Ring Talk live worldwide.
3: Basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like... Who will be the first head coach to get fired? Or who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, BetOnline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
1: message and
5: data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions
4: and now for an important announcement do you or does someone you know sweat the bed do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep health and happiness plus it's just plain gross but it's not you it's your mattress fortunately there is a cure it's called purple Purple is the only mattress with the scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting SMART to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting SMART to 84. Eight eight eight. That's S M A R T to 8488. Here
5: comes the decision. Now let's listen.
2: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled W B O. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the W B O on Facebook or check out their website wboboxing.com. That's wboboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. He has done it.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I guarantee you there's no problem.
2: When you look at the fight, the fight, I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez stepping up to 175 pounds. The reigning world middleweight champion holds a sliver of the WBA 168-pound title, moved up to 175 pounds, took on a former monster in Sergio Kovlov Kovalev didn't fight like a monster last week. He sort of fought like a guy that was... Well, he was pulling out before he got in. And I don't know how to explain it except that, in other words, he was throwing his punches and he was coming back before the punch was even thrown. He threw no right hands with bad intentions. A lot of people thought it had to do with the fact he was afraid of the incoming retaliation. There was those hook to the, hooks to the body. But the bottom line is, in the end, it was all over in the 10th round. Of course, he succumbed to knockouts. Some people thought it was a little funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was a flat-out ass-whooping in the 10th round straight up. Still, the world undefeated pay-per-view champion, no doubt about that, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo,
6: congratulations. You are now a light heavyweight champion, adding it to your collection. You knew coming in this was going to be a tough fight, but you make your debut at light heavyweight, and you win spectacularly. What do you think of your performance?
7: No, me siento muy contento. Primero que nada, muchas gracias a todos por estar aquí. Agradecido con ustedes. Es un paso más en mi carrera para seguir con la historia y nomás les pido que que tengan paciencia. El Canelo. El Canelo es garantía.
8: Hello, what to say? is Thank you very much. I want to thank everyone for being here. I'm very thankful with everyone. And this is just a step in my career, in my history. And all I ask of you is to be patient. Be patient because Canelo, Canelo will make history. He provides guarantees.
4: And a
6: nice handshake there between you and Sergey Kovalev. I know you have a lot of respect for Kovalev. What was the game plan coming into this fight? Because it seemed a lot like how you fought Golovkin the second time. You kept coming forward, trying to get in range, and looking to land those power shots.
7: La clave fue tener paciencia, ¿no? Nosotros creíamos que iba a ser cinco o seis rounds los que me iba a tardar para poder buscar esto, pero fueron más. Es un gran peleador. Y pues yo soy... The
8: plan overall was patience. That was basically it. To have patience. We knew that it was gonna be five or six rounds and it was gonna take some time for me to, to get him. But obviously he's a great fighter. You know, but again I'm new in this weight, I'm new in this division, and much credit to him. He's a great fighter. But you know, but we Stuck to our game plan basically, and basically it was delayed a little bit, but overall it was successful.
6: Take me through the end of this fight because entering that final round, it felt like a close fight. Sergey was throwing a lot of jabs, and then you came up and delivered a winner. What did you see?
7: Sí, no, obviamente estaba cerrando la pelea porque estaba usando, utilizando muy bien su 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 jab, lo estaba utilizando bastante bien, estaba haciendo puntos, pero sabíamos que teníamos que cerrar los tres últimos asaltos, no los de campeonato, para que esto pasara. Y gracias a Dios. You know, it
8: was a very close fight. It was a close fight because he was uh, defensive. You know, he was closing up. He was closing up his guard. You know, all he was doing was trying to establish points and get points You know, But we knew it would come. Inevitably, it would come. And every, everything came out the way we had planned.
6: You are now a 175-pound champion. But do you leave a fight like this thinking... I like 175 pounds. I can fight more at 175 pounds. Or does moving Mac back down make more sense to you?
7: idea 160, 168. 175?
8: You know now we have to relax and relax a bit. You know, yes, the plan was to go down to 160, 165. But we he have ain't to going relax back it, but to 160
2: pounds. No way, no how. You know it, baby. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez now. and of course, 36 kills, a couple of draws. That one loss to Floyd Mayweather when he had two cement shoes for feet. Of course, that was a long, long time ago. Had they fought again later in life, Canelo might be able to impose his physical mass on Mayweather, but he couldn't at that point in time. Now, we go to the Bronx, New York, and bring in the PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer. Socrates, an entertaining fight last week. I was uh, captivated for 10 rounds.
9: Yeah, I'm I'm right on board with you, Pedro. Uh, It was a very... Uh, eye opening performance in many regards, one that uh, Canelo Alvarez, not only being the pay-per-view king, probably put himself uh, as the pound-for-pound best fighter uh, in the game. Simply based off his resume, his accomplishments, up to this point in his career, uh, there is no fighter that currently stands that you could probably say has a better uh, resume at this point um granted he fought a fighter that was not the same as he was four or five years ago but he still beat a, a, a world champion and he did it
2: in impressive <clears throat> fashion look at my mindset here uh socrates i come out i want to get the i want to win this fight i i want to i want to land meaningful punches i want to throw punches with bad intentions on them i'm here to win Kovalev didn't throw any punches with bad intentions. He was pulling out before he got in.
9: Yeah, the strategy left a lot to be uh, desired. and I don't know what...
2: Buddy McGirt. Buddy McGirt.
9: Yeah, I don't know what Buddy McGirt and him were thinking. Um, you figure going through the fight, at least in the physical... from the physical side, the taller fighter, the guy fighting at his natural weight, why not go for the knockout? Why not go... Not necessarily for the knockout, but trying to get some respect. You know, obviously, there is no fear factor or else Canelo wouldn't have killed him out of all the other 175-pounders. That's number one. You know, he saw him as the easy mark in the room, like I said a couple of weeks ago, in the light heavyweight bar, that, that, you know, the virtual bar that they went and they saw all these guys sitting. They said, you know what? Let's go after that chump right there. Because that's what he basically did, jumping up two-weight classes and picking Kovalev. And there was no sense of wanting to win um, by Kovalev at any point in the fight. It was pity-packed jabs. Granted, uh, Canelo didn't do much going up until uh, until the point of knockout. And as the uh, judges scorecards at the moment, it was a close fight. Mm. Uh, Let's talk
2: about the judges' scorecard just for a second. They had Canelo up by a point, but the guy doing it on TV had like Canelo winning almost every round. Here's what's up. I didn't give Canelo any of the first four, and yet a couple of the judges gave him the first four, and I was, like, blown away by that.
9: Yeah, I mean, you know. It is what
2: it is. Are you telling me me it is what it is? Basically, is that what you're saying? In
9: in short,
0: yes.
9: Yeah. To save a few characters... Yeah, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, to beat Canelo, you really have to beat Canelo, you know, and um, that includes the announced team. Although the announcers in mean, his faces, I mean, they're not being heard by the judges. At least we think they're not. You know, um, their their job is to promote uh, and to report. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, objectively, kind of own... objectively, that objectively, guy was like a cheerleader. Sorry. Right, and it's not the first time that there's been like that. Uh, Joshua Ruiz was the same way up until the point of, you know, of, of uh, the whole apple car being uh, <laughs> uh,
2: upset.
9: <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, it, it, to me, it was a close fight. Uh, Kovalev, you wish, would have uh, stepped on the gas a little bit. Um, and like you said, one theory is that the hand speed of Canelo was something he had never seen before. And that hand speed coming... Along with his punching power, and Kovalev, uh, after the fight, he said he wasn't, that he had not recovered fully from his previous fight. You know, uh,
2: selling wolf excuses. tickets, selling wolf tickets, Socrates, no doubt about that. You're tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, Socrates sticks around, but guess who's checking in? Ryan Garcias, Ryan got an attitude? Check out this Instagram millionaire next up on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
5: Works for me.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You're
2: irritating me now. Good old Mike Tyson. Don't irritate Mike Tyson. Believe me, I was sitting across from him on a plane one time, and some lady kept asking him for an autograph, an autograph, and he signed something for her, and then she came back the second time, wanted it a second time, so he signed it again, and he came back here the third time, and he said something like, Bitch, you're bothering me! You're irritating me now. Exactly. (laughs) Bottom line is classic Mike Tyson. Last Saturday night, underneath Canelo Alvarez, of course, that stunning win over Sergey Kovalev, the 10th round KO, that's right, KO, knockout, 10 count, baby. Uh, on the undercard, the main attraction, of the semi-main event was Ryan Garcia, 19 and zip now, taking on Romero Duno. Duno coming in with a pretty good record, 21-1, and one, but not lasting all that long, not lasting the first round. The bottom line is, my producer calls Ryan Garcia Mr. Bleep. Bottom line is, here's Mr. Bleep post-fight. I knew he was going to come out
10: like Marvin Hacker. He came at me right from the jump and rushed me. You know? I was trying to box. Like, my coach was like, all right, let's all right, take our time this fight. But no, I had to keep my distance, so I kept putting my hand out there. But he kept rushing me. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start throwing my punches. Like I just, and then I felt like every time I hit him, his skin started ripping. So I was like, oh, he's done. Like, can't take my punch. Like my punches keep like having an effect on him. So I hit him with one right. Hand. I see him buckle a little bit. Then he turns his head over, and I'm like, oh god, boom. And you I, told, it was over You told me at the meeting You were going to do it In one round yeah. you, you meant it You did it uh, What do you tell the people That were Representing yeah. yeah. you career? Where do you go from here And obviously They're going to keep Throwing obstacles your way Just yeah. like they do I Yeah I mean They're going to be Telling me to fight All the all the big names right now, and you know, I'm just gonna stick to my path. I'm, I'm doing good, like, I feel good, like, everything's going great. I'm just listen to my team, and we can just keep improving and just keep getting better. And then when those fights happen, they're gonna happen. To the legend Haney. Haney? He said that, um, you actually motivate him to outwork you, um, he wants to outdo you November 9th. Um, and then he said he wants you, uh, 2020, and he said to quote him, in' I'm going to f*** you up. That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, well, I'm going to f*** you up. Uh, that's how I am. You know, you talk f- i talk f- back. But, uh, that's my guy. Like, at the end of the day, like, I have respect for him. You know, we knew each other since we were eight years old. So, I can never hate on him. And I know for sure, fact he can't hate on me, because... You know, we went through the same type of journey. Uh, when that fight happens, though, it's going to be a one for the books for sure. Ryan, right, I
3: told you you could get to 4 million followers after yeah.
2: that knockout. I bet by tomorrow you're 4 million. Yeah, that I'm feel? already went up
10: 100,000 at 3.8. In
2: what, one hour? Yeah,
10: about an hour. That's
2: crazy. So, he is the Instagram king, without a doubt. Socrates, Palmer, of course, the PhD of boxing on the line from the Bronx. Ryan Garcia, does, is there anybody more popular in boxing right now?
9: depends the demographic. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's people... It's it's funny how big the world is, or how many people there are. Um, Fight fans know who Ryan Garcia is, and I guess the Justin Bieber teeny boppers know who Ryan Garcia is, but the average Joe you know, in the barbershop may not know who Ryan Garcia is. So um, Ryan is on his way to stardom. He's got the look. He is being handled extremely well he has a great promotional team behind him and he's surrounded himself amongst two icons in the sport canelo and oscar Jolla. so he's on this he's on the right path to stardom now it's his turn to uh, keep delivering as he did last saturday
2: He's from a little town called Victorville, California. Nobody knows what that place is, but I think they will in a couple of years. Bottom line is, it's down the coast halfway between here and L.A. It's near Oceanside, California. And I had to do some P.I. work down there. And they've got a great barbecue. And I'm not advocating any pork anymore because I gave it up. But the bottom line is, that was one hell of a half a slab of ribs there that night. Bottom line is, Ryan Garcia um, is the real deal, though. I I mean, you know, the Filipino that he fought last week was no hobo. No, not at all. I, well, I have a question.
9: Do you think Ryan had his um, Ru, uh, Rafael Ruelas moment the same way Oscar did? That was kind of like Oscar's coming out party, you know, of legitimacy when he smoked uh, uh, Rafael Ruelas. Do you think there was you could draw a parallel to
2: that? I think that's a perfect, the perfect comparison. Yeah. That is the absolute. That, that's yeah. it right there, man. That's that's an amazing comparison because. You know, when De La Hoya did that to Ruelas, we thought that Ruelas was going to be able to last a few rounds. He just came out and he just busted him up, just knocked him down, just beat him around. Oh.
9: Yeah, it, it was it, it's amazing. I actually was watching that fight not too long ago, and the class, you could tell right off the rip, like just the, the, the box, it was just night and day uh, levels of uh, fighting. And Ruelas was not a chump, you know, just a tough, scrappy guy, but you could tell that Oscar was at a different level, and, I think we may have seen that with young uh, Ryan, but it's a it's a real tough neighborhood that he's in. I mean, he's going to be Devin Haney, of course. It seems that I'm, he's on the other side.
2: I'm glad or, you I'm glad you brought him up. San Francisco native, now living in Las Vegas, who is only 20 years old. He's only 20 years old. Holy cow! He, he's sort of scary there. 20, but the guy is taking on Alfredo Santiago Alvarez, 12 and 0 with only four knockouts. Is this a showcase fight for Haney? seems
9: that way um he's fighting a uh a, a compatriot a compatriot of mine uh from the dr uh but we're more we're more known for shortstops than boxers uh, <laughs> you're you know? honest
2: you are more <laughs> I'm honest, not the very honest, honest dominican guy i've ever come across <laughs> in my life
9: outside of joan guzman who's probably the biggest waste of talent you know the last 30 years but i won't i don't want to get too off hey, I, got,
2: I got all kinds of guzman stories of you i got all kinds of them uh,
9: Guzman's a man, he knows it. He he, he what he's a waste. supposed to have been an old time
2: What a waste. fighter. What
9: a oh, waste. Gosh. All right, let's go he's,
2: back to let's go back to subject hand. Alvarez and Haney. Haney's really only twenty years old, man. That's yeah, what it says I mean, here at box record It says he's only twenty years old. He was born in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I mean he foregone
9: he he uh skipped the whole uh, Olympic dream thing I Remember he said, that. Let me get paid for this. Um, and it's something that seems to be involved. Uh, Erickson Lubin did that also. Uh, Devin's a real deal. I mean, he's got great skill set. He looks like a natural athlete. Uh, he's not uh, short on confidence, and eventually him and uh, and Ryan will probably meet. Uh, maybe not at this weight class, uh, but the other great fighters, I mean, Tank Davis, uh, Teofimo Lopez.
2: Teofimo.
9: I mean, other lightweights. It's just it's a busy neighborhood you know it's a tough neighborhood i mean and uh hopefully they all everything gets sorted out and they meet maybe in a world boxing super series type of uh deal which would be tremendous uh time will tell either one can make a claim to be the quote-unquote future of boxing if you if you ask anyone on espn they'll say Shakur stevenson and they're all within uh a Big Mac of each other, you know, four or five pound difference. So let's see what happens.
2: Back to Guzman. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a segment on Guzman in the future. You and I, all right? Off. Oh. I mean, is... I got I got I to tell you because at one point in time, I was telling people, man, this is pound for pound. This guy's going to be a star, a stud, and the whole nine yards. And then he just couldn't make any weight, and that was the, of the, that was the end of that. Anyway, Haney in a, a mark time fight tonight it looks like Billy Joe Sanders and Marcelo Canceres for the WBO Super Middleweight title, and KSI and Logan Paul. Now, you're into this world of celebrities more than I am. Really. I don't even know who these guys are.
9: Bro, I had no idea who they were up until about a month ago until I asked a friend of mine who's got a 14-year-old son, and he said, oh, yeah, my my son, like my, my kid watches him. And he, then mm-hmm. I had to do my research, and I see that they've got, one has, like, 16 million Instagram followers, mm-hmm. and the other one has, like, 10. That is unfathomable to me uh they i say one thing they put up a great press conference and it's amazing that they are the main event when you have guys like billy joe saunders who is probably the top 25 pound for pound fighter mm-hmm. and Devin haney who may be the best fighter in the world four or five years from now it's amazing that they're the, that they are at the top of the card but they do one thing that's the most important thing in boxing they're selling seats they had 30,000 in england uh, when they fought uh, last year, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be a good spectacle. So okay. it's a it's a organized uh, uh, circus. Okay.
2: No, Noya, Noya Inouye take took <coughs> took out uh, Nonito Donaire oh. via twelve round decision. Donaire broke some bones in that face of the uh, of the young man, but he was pre- he's prevailed. He's still undefeated now. Nineteen of you know, sixteen kills. What'd you take away from that, Mister PhD?
9: Oh, I took away that I just. I might have saw the fight of the year. It was just, it was a brilliant fight. It was uh, a brawl fought at a very high skill level. Um, Nondino Donaire at thirty seven. I remember first hearing about Nonito Donaire on your program on Ring Talk when you used to have him. You know, about ten, twelve years ago. It is just amazing that he still fights at that high level. He was in great condition, and in no way is the goods. He is as advertised. He's Definitely top four, five fighters, the chin, the heart, to fight 10 rounds with that nasty cut, great job by his cutman. bleeding from the nose, showed counter-punching, punching power, a, a, a tremendous, uh, diverse uh, offense, punching to the body, counter-punching, decent defense. Uh, just It was a great, great watch. If anyone hasn't watched it, I say you've got to watch it and probably the fight of the year.
2: Hello. Bottom line is, Hello? you got to turn on Hello? the mic in the world of radio to get some out there. Anyway, bottom. Miss Oy, <laughs> now nineteen oh no, twenty six years old, sixteen kills. Nonito Donaire. I've been saying it for a long time. Of course, his prime, I think, it was when he knocked out Victor Charchini in seven seven oh seven. That's July seven two thousand seven. That's twelve years ago. I mean, he's a proud guy. He's got a good family. This and that. Ain't it time to walk away?
9: I think so. And and if he walks away in this fashion. I mean, he did it the right way. I mean, he 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 gave he a great effort. I mean, he had moments in that fight. He hurt in no way. Um, I, if he decides to fight again, he probably won't uh, be at that at that same level. You know that he. I mean, he's had a great career, Jorge Arce. Yeah. Um, uh And he's he's beaten some of the best. I mean, he- the Duchene knockout was classic. <laughs> You know, one of the best knockouts of the last 50 years. I mean, wait,
2: wait, wait, he, wait, I, wait. He went, no, Vic wasn't knocked out. Vic got up and said, I wasn't even knocked down. What are you talking about? <laughs> Remember that one? Anyway, yeah. uh, got to mention this. I, I did have a uh, couple of fractures in the eye socket around the nose. I don't know which eye that was, but the bottom line is we wish him a very speedy recovery. We wish you a fantastic weekend. Say hello to the, say hello to the wife. Say hello to AM for me. You have a great one, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me on. The PhD of boxing, folks, from the Bronx. Socrates Palmer, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, we'll shift gears a little bit. We'll talk a little UFC, and then we'll go back to the sport of boxing. Why do we talk a little USC? Because there's some UFC fans out there that scream at me, say, you know what, you don't cover enough of the UFC. Well, the UFC's not all that competitive anymore, a lot of garbage. Why do I say that? Find out after the break. You're tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
5: Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
4: Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting SLEEPY to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting SLEEPY to 84. Eight eight eight. That's S L E E P Y to eight four eight eight eight. I love iHeartRadio.
3: iHeartRadio. Love it. Everywhere, man. <laughs> Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000
0: artists. iHeartRadio. Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. Ah!
3: create my own radio stations. I heart, I heart radio. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeart Radio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com.
1: Just under 90 seconds remains in the fourth round. We use that arm to try to take away the base. Oh, look we'll at the kicks. That's old school Hicks and Gracie style.
5: Spring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. How does that grab you? Well, I'll tell you right after I get violently ill.
2: Al Lewis, Grandpa Munster, had a restaurant in New York City. It was on Bleecker Street. I think it was on Bleecker Street. Yeah, it was on Bleecker Street. It was a trip. Back around 1990, we got all stoned. We were having a great time in New York City. I forget what fight we were there for. But the bottom line is we all decided we were going to Grandpa Munster's, right? We went down there, and it was closed. Mm, Bottom line is we didn't get to eat Grandpa's food. Hey, Real, uh, real Italian food at its best. That's what he said. 20% off. You had a ticket, I think, off the internet. Bottom line is, Grandpa was a class act. Al Lewis, rest in peace. Straight up, you are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcasting. We're Ring Talk Live worldwide. Of course, this is the Saturday edition. We come to you every Saturday. At eleven A.M. Pacific time, two PM Eastern time, live for an hour on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel two eleven, the Dan Patrick Channel. Let's reflect back on last week. I'm talking about Jorge Mastodil, of course, taking out Nate Diaz, a TKL, the doctor stopped it in the third round, but it should have been stopped a whole lot sooner than that. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna um, I think that the fact that big money is, is involved is, has such an impact, has such control over combat sports that it reigns above public safety. I mean a fighter safety, not public safety, a fighter safety. What I mean by that is Tyson Fury was in that fight a few weeks ago. Of course, he was all cut up. He can't fight for a year and a half. Yeah, he can do that WWE stuff where they don't hit him on the side of the head and that kind of good stuff and stay away from that. And, you know, that's fine. He won't get hurt and make some money, but he can't box. He can't box for like at least at least nine months, nine months from the incident. So we're probably talking about seven or eight more months um, on the flip side. Nate Diaz was cut just as bad, or if not worse, and they let it continue. And, you know, they're supposed to, the ringside doctor is there for a reason. I mean, he's supposed to be there to protect the fighter, not protect the promotion. That's what they were doing. It was like, hey, listen, this is the main event. Don't let it end early, you know, because it looked bad on pay-per-view. Don't let it end early. We just signed that contract with ESPN. Don't let it end early. You know, put him out there. let Let him get violated some more. And violated uh, uh, with a with a capital V, maybe all caps. I mean, it was a it was horrific. The masterful beating put on Nate Diaz because of the fact Nate couldn't defend himself. Couldn't see. I mean, he just he was his all he wasn't wasn't in his element. And of course, he was cut in that comeback fight. That comeback fight he had, he got cut up pretty bad like that. And of course he didn't take the six, nine months off that he should have in between fights. One of those cuts, thing think, was the same cut that happened in the uh in the prior fight. So he sort of brought that spit on himself. When I say spit on this show, I mean spit with a capital H. Okay? Because you know, if you're cut, combat sports. Probably shouldn't be doing any, making any contact for a while. You want to do the Fury thing where guys hit you on the other side of the head, that's cool. But the bottom line is, Masvidel took about Nate Diaz, TKO, Dr. Stoppage in the third round. Of course, straight up, Nate Diaz, good fighter, no doubt about it, one of the best ever, one of the most well-conditioned athletes who have ever seen in the world of combat sports, no doubt about it, but Masvidel He's just a little bit different right now. He's like a step above or a cut above. And, you know, the guy's been around a long time. I think he's got uh, an undefeated professional boxing record of one in zip. Oh, boy. He's undefeated kickboxing record of one in zip. But as a professional mixed martial artist, he's got 48 fights, 35 wins, 13 losses. Okay. He's got some pretty good numbers here. I mean, 16 by knockout, 2 by submission, 17 by by su- seventeen by, um, by decision. But that 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 ability to knock people out, of course, running across the octagon and knocking out Ben Askren in the blink of an eye, that world record knockout, boom. Of course, then Askren got knocked out or got beat up by Damian Maia a fortnight ago, and he's whining about that, saying, maybe I should retire. Well, you know, Ben, maybe you should. We'll get to that in just a minute. Let's get back to this for a second. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, Macedo deserves a title shot at 170 pounds. He did before this Nate Diaz fight, and I think that Dana White put this Nate Diaz in uh and Massville together because of the fact that he can get rid of one of them. He thought he would be able to get rid of one of them because they're both a-holes as far as he's concerned. He doesn't like either of these guys. He wants guys that walk the plantation line. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let, I, I'll, I'll do anything you say. Anything you say, Master Dana? Master Dana, you want me to fight that man? You know, Master Dana, you know, I'd be hurt. I'd be hurt, Master Dana. You know that, right? Doesn't matter. Master Dana says fight. You fight. And that's the way it goes in the world of the USC That's why that Class action lawsuit brought by Kung Lee, Kyle Kingsbury, and a host of other fighters um, against the UFC, formerly Zuffa Sports. Um, I hope, I, I know it's going forward still, and I hope it is successful because I think it's the, in my opinion, it's the biggest pimp thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I know hoes, and I hate to say it, but I do know hoes. I knew hoes. I was a San Francisco policeman, but I knew whores that made better, better percentages of the money with the with their pimps than these athletes do with the UFC. I mean, cause come on, man. If you've got a girl, I'm I'm, I'm going to be real frank with you. If you got a girl on the street, she's going to make a hundred bucks. You're going to give her ten dollars. You're going to give her eight bucks. Hell, you can't get away with giving her eight or ten bucks. You know that, right? Well, you can in the UFC. So in other words, if I make a hundred dollars in UFC, if I'm dating white and make a hundred bucks, I can give you the fighter between eight and twelve percent. Or that's eight and twelve dollars of that hundred. Bottom line is at the end of the day, the fighters are getting pimped. We all know it. Mastodell deserves a big big payday. And what did Mastodell get last week? What did what did what did Canelo get? Twenty million bucks? Twenty five million bucks? Guess how much guess how much Mastodell got for winning the main event? The main event in Madison Square Garden. How much do you think he got? Huh? $500,000. That's all he got. Five hundred grand. What kind of p- is that? Come on, man. You got to be kidding me. With a gate, a live gate of $6.5 million, 20,000 people in the house, the garden was sold out. Evidently, the pay-per-view numbers did pretty well on this. So even if they didn't do real well, they made something. At the end of the day, there's six million dollars. But if you only had to pay the highest fighter on the card five hundred grand, because I think Nate Diaz made a little bit more money, so so we give Nate Diaz a million bucks, and we give uh, <coughs> a Masvidal five hundred fifty grand. That's only a million five. The rest of the card is far less than a couple hundred, three hundred grand. You know that they pay those guys like forty grand here, forty grand here, chump change. Anyway, six and a half million dollar live gate. That definitely took care of the payroll and some more. And that's why the USC are the biggest pimps going. And guess what? The guys that have to fight in the USC. <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. You'd be on the plantation. Um, as far as the other fights on the cards are concerned, eh, not too exciting. There's a big card coming up, and it's going to be in Russia. In fact, the going and going on as I speak. Why would it be in Russia? Because they got a Russian fighter in the main event. Zabit. That's all we call him because that one of them last names is really, really tough. Mago, you know what? Anyway, the bottom line is he's singing on Calvin guitar. That is the main event. They have got the Fight card going right now on ESPN Plus. Of course, the prelim prelim card is over. Some of the winners on the prelim card don't look like any big names to me, so I won't even go through it. But the bottom line is a lot of a lot of no names. It's all about no names. They have no names. They bought a four point two million dollar. Pink Elephant, I think. I think the UFC did. I mean, I really do. I mean, yeah, they think it are going to be able to, to, to use, to, to span out and do China and go all around the world, that kind of good stuff. I'm not saying they can't, but they invested $4.2 billion. I just don't see that type of money returning anything real quick. Anyway, that main event, Calvin Guitar and Zabit, is going to be a Featherweight. That's going to be a five-round uh, Featherweight main event five-minute five rounds. Of course, a co-feature a heavyweight contest. Alexander Volkov taking on Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy always comes to fight. So does Volkov. That figure say rock and roll as a heavyweight contest. The only real fight I'm um, interested as far as the UFC is concerned, as far as fight of the year is concerned, I think it's going to be the coming or the end of Brian Ortega. I sort of think it's going to be the end. Why do I say that? Because they're trying to stack all these cards against him. I mean, Brian Ortega, the once-beating kid out of East L.A., of course, he's like Nineteen and one, I think. Nineteen one and one. I mean, a fantastic fighter. He was undefeated going into that fight with Max Ortega, and he got brutalized, much like Nate Diaz got brutalized. And they didn't stop the fight soon enough. They just didn't stop the fight soon enough. In other words, the corners aren't stopping the fights. The 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 the, uh, the doctors aren't stopping the fights. The referees aren't stopping the fights. These are three three. In other words, the three safety factors put into place to help the fighter. None of them are none. All, all three are impotent. They're just not, they're just not, they're not, they're not, they're not acting. I mean, the corner, go on, man, go on, uh, try your jab. You're telling him some strategy. He's getting his ass kicked. There's no way to change it. It's like water coming from a river. You stand out in the middle of a river, you're not going to turn the tide back. It ain't turning back. And in some of these MMA fights, they just let these guys go on and on. The Max Holloway, Brian Ortega fight. I mean, I may I may be going in week in, week in and week out on that one, man, but I really think it was I really think it ruined that young man. I don't think he will ever, ever, ever been the same. And of course to send him over there to Korea to take on the Korean zombie. <clears throat> Not an easy guy. He's a pro since 2007. The Korean zombie, man, you know, can I say, he's knocking people out. He knocks them out. He knocks them pretty. He's 15 to 5, but he knocks people out. I mean, he knocks them dead, man. Knocks. He, of course, he gets knocked out himself three times. He lost twice by decision, but the five fights he lost, three were by knockout. So he doesn't catch all the well, much like a lot of big punches in boxing. I told you that before. For some reason, guys that really can punch <clears throat> don't take all that great of a punch. Mike Tyson didn't take that all great of a punch. He didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, Sonny Liston didn't take all that great great of a punch. Why? I don't know. George Foreman didn't take all that great of a punch. Why? I just don't know. But these guys are mon- Ernie shavers. The greatest puncher in the history of boxing didn't take all that. I just don't know. But the bottom line is there's something about that being a guy that can knock people dead but you can't sort of take it. You can give it but you can't take it. Straight up Brian Ortega has taken too much I think. I wish him the very best of <coughs> going down to 7 the 19th. And that'll be on uh, is the ESPN. ESPN's going to carry that of course. From Saji uh, Arena in Busan, South Korea. I want to wish him the very best. Of course, Brian Ortega, December 21st. That sort of wraps up the USC schedule as far as the year is concerned. UFC is going to have UFC 246. That's going to be from Las Vegas, January 16, 2020. Am I excited about this? No, because they don't even have a card yet. They don't even have a card yet. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's no roster. There's no depth here. They, don't, they can't announce a main event two months from now they 've got a fight car going in two months, and they can 't announce a main event because they can 't announce a card why this, this, is, this is no this is not a mystery they just don 't have the superstars There are no superstars Dana White, the frititas man they got they got over whoever whoever paid that four point two billion dollars and i 'll break it down to you in layman 's territory layman 's uh, category so myself and Scott Cuddy can understand this four thousand two hundred million dollars. Four, that's $4.2 billion. Million, $4,200 million for the USC. And Dana White, of course, got 10% of that. More power to Dana. More power to Dana, no doubt about it. I think that's forty-two million bucks. More power to Dana. I mean, Dana deserves it. Dana uh, brought this thing. You know, it was like it was failing. I mean, they bought it and it wasn't doing too well. And and they had UFC. I think it was UFC thirty-five. And it was their first pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view went short. And Pete, they had to issue refunds. All kinds of nightmares going on. I think they lost about twenty-five or thirty million bucks before they got rolling. Of course, that Stephen Bonner fighter thing and Forrest Griffin, I think those two guys sort of did something uh, as far as the, the ultimate fighter is concerned. They sort of turned it around. <coughs> After that, nothing but gravy train. Nothing but a gravy train. A financial gravy train for the promotion and not for the fighters. Straight up, I think the fighters need to be compensated. And if I'm going overboard, I'm saying that over and over and over again, I mean it. Because fighters, man, I'm telling you, you don't see these guys. You get to see them on television. I see them four or five years later, sometimes four or five months later. But four or five years later, 10 years later, and they go, hey, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. No, that's not the way it should go. I mean, and he's got, and he's, oh, wait, and not only is he is he dummy, is he punch drunk, he's broke. <clears throat> Coincident in the USC? I don't think so. USC 245, of course, on top the welterweight champion, talk about Kamaru, Kamaru Usman taking on Kobe and Kobe Kovating is Donald Trump's guy. Ooh, ooh, speaking of Donald Trump, he posed last week with Roberto Duran. Remember what Roberto Duran is half Mexican, half Mexican, half Panamanian, right? His father, I think, was an American soldier and he was Mexican. Bottom line is, but ah! at the end of the day, he is half Mexican. Remember what Donald Trump said about Mexicans are killers and rapists and drug dealers, all that kind of good stuff. And I guess a few of them are good people. Remember what he said that coming down the stairs? And Roberto Duran posed with him last week. I thought that in my personal opinion, and I've known her Duran a long time, I think that was lower than the no moss fight. I think that was lower than saying no most and quitting against Sugar Ray Leonard back November 25th, 1980. I just, I I feel strongly about that. I mean, a man that denounces all Mexicans and you pose with the guy and take a picture? Kiss my ass! That's what I would have told him. But that's me. Final mind is you are doing to rink talk live worldwide. Thirty-six years now, live radio, of course, on the Sports Byline broadcast network. Saturday and Sunday, eleven a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio and Sirius XM satellite radio, channel two eleven, the Dan Patrick Channel. If they're not happy here, they can leave. He is Mexican. He's proud
9: to be Mexican. That's a sobering thought.
2: the sole side of town is going to be the Excelsior District, San Francisco, February 1st, Sons of Italy Hall. I will announce the attraction in the upcoming weeks. Bottom on is, Palomento Productions presents a night of entertainment February 1st in the Excelsior. Brought to you, of course, by that soul side of town, baby. You are tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcaster. We are hours away, of course, from Devin Haney. Undefeated taking on very and equally undefeated Alfredo Santiago. Figure Haney to win that fight probably about four or five rounds. If it goes six rounds, I'd be surprised. If it goes 12 rounds, Haney's stock is going to drop a little bit. Billy Joe Sanders and Marcelo Caceres. Sanders supposed to be the real deal, 168 pounds. After struggling to make 160, we'll see if that's... Uh, the truth or not. Of course, those guys are going tonight on The Zone. The main event's going to be these celebrities. I don't know nothing about it. Of course, Socrates sort of uh, lit a light under it. KSI and Logan Paul, they talked a good fight, but this is a celebrity fight. This is going to be the main event on The Zone tonight, November 9th. Now, ESPN Plus has got James Herring with Lamont Roach going for the WBL, the World Boxing Organization, 130-pound title. Of course, Kubrat up on the same card with Rydell Booker. Of course, that's going to be on ESPN Plus today. So November 9th, ESPN Plus and The Zone both have fights rocking and rolling. Of course, ESPN Plus is going to go with two cards today. In fact, there will be another card a little bit later after the uh, first card. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Your inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Want to mention a sad note before we go. I want to mention the passing of 27-year-old Dwight Richards. He was a young man from uh, from Australia. He passed away by sparring this weekend in, in an Australian gym. We wish him and his family the very best. Of course, boxing injuries, they happen. Boxing deaths, they happen. But they can never be forgotten. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The next edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide Sunday, live, 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm live right here on the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Thank you and stay tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network.